All right. So today is the day. <laughs> it is the day of the podcast. It is finally here. <laughs> um, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has shared um, my post and just everyone who has poured so much love and support into me and into my brand. And I just want to say welcome to the podcast. I don't know who needs to hear this, but your mental health matters, okay? So today we are talking about you and your mental health. For those who don't know me, my name is Natasha. I am the creator and founder of Aligning Her Allure, which is a women's empowerment and wellness brand. Um, and you can follow me and my brand um, at Natasha Lanice on Instagram. Or if you just want to follow my brand, you can follow Aligning Her Allure on Instagram. But you know, you might as well follow both pages. <laughs> um, I hope wherever you are, you are at peace, you're doing well, you're taking things one day at a time, and that you are honoring yourself today, okay? Um, just to tell you a little bit about me, uh, and I'm sorry, my voice is shaking. I'm, a, I'm actually like a little nervous. I don't know why I'm so nervous. That's, that's very weird because I used to do YouTube, and I was never this nervous, but I guess... Um, when I was doing YouTube, I was doing like makeup and, you know, all of that stuff. And now my direction has shifted a little bit um, and I'm more so on the mental health, spiritual side of things. And um, I guess I'm a little nervous because this is my first time um, speaking on a platform and having the space to talk about certain things. Um, so far, I've just been, you know, like I'll post something on my Instagram story, but I've never had like a whole thing where I'm talking. So <laughs> if my voice is a little shaky, I'm sorry. You know, this is my first ever podcast. So I am, I'm more so excited than nervous. So just bear with me. <laughs> um, for y'all who don't know me, my name is Natasha. Um, I am 26. Uh, I'll be 27 and like two months, a month or so. It's two months. Yeah, my birthday is July, July 27th. So I guess technically two months. I got a while to go. <laughs> um, I am a grad student right now. I'm studying school counseling. Um, and I begin my journey into school counseling as a counselor in August, where I will be a high school counselor. Um, I actually just got offered that job. So I'm so excited about that. It's been a long road getting there. Um, that's actually a part of a different podcast episode, but um, just to give you a little bit about me. So I originally, this episode was going to be something completely different. Like my first episode was going to be something different, but um, the whole month of May, I was focusing on mental health and mental health awareness and just, you know, 
putting an emphasis on mental health as it applies to women. And it was very disheartening seeing everything that is surrounding um, Naomi Oseka. I hope I said her last name correctly. Um, if I didn't, somebody please reach out to me and you know correct me. But um, for y'all who don't know, she has been fined for not wanting to do an interview or interviews because of her mental health. And I just, it bothered me so deeply that I wanted my first episode to be about mental health. And even though May was Mental Health Awareness Month and it is now June, I think that the emphasis on mental health should not just be in a month. You know, I feel like I saw so many posts about mental health and all of this in May. And then now it's like the total opposite, um, which is very disheartening and very frustrating. Um, just to give you a little bit about me and my mental health, um, I really didn't understand what mental health or what, you know, caring about mental health meant until I was at my breaking point. Um, my sophomore year of college, I would say maybe like mid through, I just began to get into a deep depression. Um, and when people think of depression, they think it's, you know, just this one definition of it or this one interpretation of it. When the reality is depression can look different for everyone, okay? how you feel about something or how you deal with something or how something affects you can be completely different than how it affects someone else. And that does not mean that their depression or your depression is any less validated or any less important than the next. Okay. Um, and so when I was in college, I, at the time, I think I was overwhelmed. Um, my mother and my stepfather, they they had got a divorce like as soon as I went to college. So that whole experience, um, it was very hard. And then I was also dealing with the absence of my birth father, um, which is something I really didn't know bothered me coincidentally until I got to college. And I just felt very frustrated. Um, and I also felt frustrated with my academics, um, just not knowing exactly what I wanted to do. Um, when I got to college, I originally, I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician. <laughs> um, I thought I, I wanted to be an occupational therapist. And for the life of me, I could not pass biology. I don't know what was going on. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know like what was happening, but I took biology like two times and I failed both times. And I'm somebody I will tell you to try, 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 you know, give it your all. But I knew that was not for me. It just, it, it wasn't there. It wasn't, uh-uh, it wasn't there. And so here I am now in my sophomore year and I already changed my major. Um, and I know some people are thinking like, well, that's, you know, that's not, you know, a big deal. Everybody changes their major. But for me, somebody who has been a planner all their life, that was very just frustrating to me because in a sense, I felt like I had to start over. Um, and then I guess I was also a little overwhelmed because um, 
my freshman year, I went to Winston-Salem State University, but I really, from the beginning, wanted to go to East Carolina University. Um, and that was a personal choice. It had nothing to do with, you know, not wanting to be at HBCU or however, you know, people interpret that. That was my choice. I've always wanted to go to East Carolina. Um, I don't know, it was something about the school that stood out to me, but I had a harsh reality check when I went there. <laughs> And that's a that's a topic for another podcast. But um, yeah, so just all those feelings, all those things, getting through all of that. Um, and I found myself in a state where I didn't want to go to class and not like, oh, I was skipping class out partying, whatever. I didn't want to go. I couldn't get out of bed. Um, I had difficulty sleeping if I was not um, on um, pain medication or sleeping aids or anything like that um but my problem was I began to abuse those sleeping pills and I would I would take so many during the day or you know just anything to numb whatever I was feeling um and I wasn't necessarily drinking at the time um I never been like a huge drinker but I was becoming very very dependent on pills and um I would say that was a very low part of my life. Um, nobody understands the feeling of not being able to physically and mentally move. Um, simple tasks like brushing your teeth or making your bed or even, you know, getting dressed became very hard for me. And I then began to start having suicidal dreams. Um, and they were very vivid. I would have dreams on just me killing myself. And I think the scariest part of that was I felt so much peace by me seeing myself kill myself. And I knew at the time, I I didn't know how to interpret that, but I knew that I just wanted to feel that ease. I wanted to feel peace. I wanted to not have to worry about anything. I just was done, you know? And um, long story short, I made the decision to go get some help. Um, and at the time, because I was skipping classes and doing all of that, I got put on academic probation. Um, my GPA dropped down to a 1.6. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just, I felt very, very lost, very conflicted. And um, my therapist actually helped me realize that a lot of my problems, a lot of my anger, a lot of my self-doubt, feeling inadequate, all stemmed from my childhood and the absence of my father. Um, and just to tell you a little bit about that, uh, I know who my birth father is. He knows who I am. He knows I'm alive and well. <laughs> and um, I have three, you know, brothers and sisters from him, uh, two brothers, one sister, and he takes care of them. They're all set up for life. They're all, you know, taken care of. And it's everybody except me, um, you know, I guess because of, his relationship with my mom and everything, he just, he was not there for me the same way that he showed up for his other kids. And to me, 
one, that's not an excuse because I don't have anything to do with that. And then two, he's not with my brothers and sisters mother but yet and still you can take care of them um and i would also i would also like to just throw in there that i think i also think that some of that stems from my mother being black and their mother being um alaskan or hungarian or whatever they are they're, they're not black so um I feel like that has a lot to do with it. Out of all his kids, I'm the blackest. <laughs> um, and mm, that that feeling of feeling inadequate throughout my life, feeling like, you know, what is wrong with me? Or um, will I ever be enough? Or um, why am I not enough? You know, the first person in my life who was supposed to be there for me, support me, pour into me was not there. And, um, you know, that whole situation even took a toll on me and my mom's relationship. And just, um, if you're the oldest and you, you know, you're, um, you're the oldest, if your mom is, you know, a single parent or, um, just you, you are your mom's first child. And then she has kids by, you know, another person it, that, that dynamic, with the mom is always just kind of um kind of tricky it can get kind of tricky not tricky but it's a lot of healing that has to go there and that's again that's the episode <laughs> for another day um but I'm, I'm so thankful for my mom um but it, it was hard and also you know it's hard to explain that to you know your parent especially when from their eyes they know that they've done, you know, enough for you or, you know, but it's always a feeling of being empty. And I know some people are like, well, why do you care if you had a stepdad? Um, I just think that initial, that initial knowing that you're not enough, that is hard. That is very hard. Um, and so fast forward, here I am today and I feel I feel like this is the first time in my life that I have been able to understand who I am and be proud of who I am, where, where I've been, what I've done. And I, I haven't always been, you know, the nicest person or, you know, the person who has had it all together or the person who understood what mental health was. But as I get older, especially as a black woman, I understand the importance of it. Um, it is important to nourish yourself and pour back into yourself. It's important to say, you know, no, I don't want to do this. or no, that triggers something in me or no, that's not healthy for me. You know, whatever is not allowing you to be your healthiest self, you have to learn how to say no to it. You have to learn how to look at the things that are bothering you, your triggers, and you have to learn how to heal them. For the longest time, I didn't know how to heal what was going on inside of me, the rage, the inadequacy, the self-doubt. I did not know how to fix that. And I'll, I'll admit, I still have my days where, you know, my anxiety will kind of um, act up or whatever. But I got into a place where I know how to 
navigate that. And I feel like in the instance of Naomi her saying, no, I'm not going to do this interview, that is her taking up for her mental health. You know, sometimes you can't give your all to everything or give your all to people or show up in the way that people want you to show up. You have to show up in the way that you can show up and that's okay. Sometimes you are not going to be 100%. You're not going to be this, you know, for some reason people think that black women are, and I'm not saying that we aren't, you know, these super beings. We are, we are phenomenal. We are, you know, the mother, the creator, we are everything, but we deserve to have our mental health honored. We deserve to have vulnerability. And I don't even like to say deserve to be weak because we're not weak, but we deserve to be fragile and we deserve to have that honored and not to be fined or ridiculed or, you know, dismissed. Um, I even think back to Megan um, Markle and when she was beginning to talk about her mental health and how they stepped away and just all these negative things surrounding her. And it's just like, you know, we have so far to go as far as mental health. We have so much more to highlight and to discuss and to talk about because the reality is I think that people still don't understand that mental health looks different for everybody. You may, you may be able to feel like crap and be able to go on with your day and be good and all of that. But that does not mean that everybody else has to do that. Or that does not mean that, you know, they're dramatic and whatever. Everybody handles things differently. You don't know what Naomi's going through. You don't know what Megan was going through. You don't know what anybody goes through because the reality is, is one, it's not your business. Two, you are not them. They are not you. So how dare you tell somebody what they have to do or what they should do, you know? Um, and I just don't. When it comes to mental health and Black women, I think that there is a lot of gray area, a lot of people being hypocrites, um, especially because when a white woman, and I'm so sorry if you are white and you're listening to this podcast, um, I don't want you to feel like I'm targeting white people or anything like that, but I like to call it as I see it. <laughs> um, if it was a white woman or in general, you can just see from how media is when a white woman comes out and she talks about her mental health or she talks about something she's been through or yada, yada, yada. She gets the most soft responses and nurturing and da, 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 da. But when a black woman comes out or a black woman says, you know what? I don't mentally want to do this. I don't feel like doing this. I don't, I'm not mentally okay. I need to take a step back. I need to leave. I need to do whatever. You know, all of a sudden she's ungrateful. She's a quitter. Da da da. da. She's dramatic. Da da da. And it's like, why is that? Why is that? You know why. <laughs> I know why. You know why. And we have to work on changing that. Your mental health is very important because if you don't feel whole, how can you give parts of yourself to people? parts of yourself to your children, to your relationship, to your family, to your job, 
until you feel whole yourself, you're not going to be able to give anything to anybody else. And that's what people fail to realize. So not exactly sure how long <laughs> this podcast is supposed to be, but that's what I really wanted to discuss today because it just, it's been, it was on my mind heavy and I had something else planned today, but I wanted to highlight that. I wanted to speak on that because I feel like in the age that we're in right now, the fact that we have to still have debates about mental health says a lot about how far we have come. And the only time that people want to even remotely act like they care about mental health is when somebody has committed suicide or they're strung out on drugs and then everybody wants to act like they don't know how this happened when this person has been crying out for help for so long. You know, I saw a quote that said, people will push you to the edge and then ask you how you fell off. People will keep pulling and taking from you and not honoring your boundaries, not, you know, taking your mental health seriously, but then wonder why, you know, you just completely shut down or go off on them one day or just whatever. So I... I want to leave you with this. Whatever you have to do for your mental health, don't apologize for it. Don't um, don't negotiate about it. Don't you know force yourself to explain to people why you don't feel like talking. You don't want to do this. You don't want to you know. And I'm not saying that it's healthy to stay in that space. You know, eventually, girl. You got to get up <laughs> regardless if that is, you know, going to therapy, self journaling. I journal a lot. Like I, I could write a book <laughs> that's goals, but, um, I, whatever helps your mental health, I need you to do that. And I need you to be strong in that decision, whether it's walking away from a job. I've quit a job on site because they were stressing me out. And it stressed me out to the point where I couldn't work there. Um, I recently just got done with a job that I was unhappy all year at this job. Like literally, um, I I was I was slipping back into a dark place in like January, and I really wanted to quit my present job that I was working at. Um, but you know, I kept going. I kind of used the techniques that my therapist taught me and I kind of just had to take a minute even off of social media just kind of take a pause and sometimes you need that sometimes you got to step back um but do what you have to do for you because regardless of who feels what regardless of who says what you and your mental health matters it matters and not just in May not just when it's trendy your mental health matters every day so whatever you have to do every day to honor your mental health, if you have to do mental health check-ins, whatever you have to do, make sure you are honoring yourself and honoring your mental health because your mental is just as important as everything else. It's actually even more important. I would say your, it's first, first I would say it's your spiritual, your mental, and your emotional, and really all three tie together. Okay. That is all I have for this podcast episode. Um, I feel like it was a little lengthy, but um, I 
Oh, good. <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you again to listening to, I don't know who needs to hear this, but your mental health matters. Be sure to share this. Um, reach out to me and let me know what you think. Um, and I will see you all in my next episode. Um, I am still trying to figure out how often I'm going to do these podcasts. Um, I would love to do them weekly. Um, but right now where I'm at in school is kind of, school is kind of very demanding right now. So if not weekly, then it will definitely be bi-weekly. Um, but I just thank you and I'm sending love and positivity your way. And I will be sure to post when the next episode is. And I hope you have a wonderful beginning to your June. If whatever happened last month, leave it. And let's walk into this newness. And whatever you want is already yours. You just have to take the first step forward, okay? All right, y'all. Love you ladies so much. And have a blessed rest of your week.